after her tragic accident. Uh, after a tragic accident? <clears throat> she needs to own it. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch! It was... <laughs> there are good movies and there are great movies. But that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. Beep boop. We are three film masticants who love to take on the worst movies we can find. Set around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay, and I'm joined by Dave. Howdy. And Casey. Dynamite. Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. This month is off-brand cereal. You know, like when you asked your mom to get Cinnamon Toast Crunch and you got the store brand shit and it just, it doesn't taste the same. Well, we're watching movies like that. They're not quite. Craylogs, Florsted Farks. They're <laughs> adequate. <laughs> They're adequate. Casey, you're kicking it off this week. What did we watch? This week, I decided to bring one of my favorite people to the cinema, Michael Ooh. J. White with Android Cop. From 2014, kind of, also 2035, I think. 2044? <laughs> what, what year 2045. was it? 2045. It's 2014's vision of 2045. Yes. It's looking like 2025 pretty soon. <laughs> um, we can make a couple jumps in technology. Uh, I want to call this a RoboCop ripoff, but it kind of rips off a lot of different movies. <laughs> but in a, I don't know, maybe a good way. RoboCop's a good start. I will we'll circle back to that because it's from Asylum Films, which I if you're not familiar, there's a there's a there's a plot behind all of their all of their <laughs> stuff. Good. But I'm excited for this. But first, Casey, you need to give us an elevator pitch where you sell us on this movie in ten seconds or less. Oh yeah. Here's your setup. You are living in one of the uh bombed out, destroyed quarantined neighborhoods of Los Angeles. You know, you're, you're just trying to get by from day to day. There's warring gangs all around you. But today is a little bit of a bright spot for you because you got your hands on a big old block of government cheese. So you're biting into that. <laughs> Unfortunately for you, unbeknownst to you and everybody else in the quarantine zone, that government cheese is just chock full of poison. Oh. So in the 10 seconds before that poison hits your bloodstream and you start seeing some really weird shit, sell us on this movie. Black Dynamite gets a fax machine for a partner, but that doesn't stop him from saving the day. Five seconds. That's all I, you need. I love the idea of Black Dynamite teaming up with uh, a fax machine. That's brilliant. Oh, man. In my head, I was trying to make this a Black Dynamite sequel. <laughs> like Black Dynamite gets destroyed and rebuilt as a robot. Makes the, the movie way better. The whole time I watched the movie, you just... It would like pause on a reaction shot from him, and I just like he's dynamite. <laughs> dynamite, dino, dino. But dynamite, I sell drugs in the community. <laughs> <laughs> Why doesn't Michael Jai White get more work? We need to squeeze him room for know. me to go on a Michael Jai White rant. Because I, I think it must be of his own choosing because I would want him for everything. <laughs> Oh, I would want him in I'm, everything. Always. I'm pretty There's sure he's he just incredibly lazy because this is all he does is just low-budget action films. It's probably he like doesn't have a lot of time because he keeps super fit. He's just like, eh, 
I'm only going to be in stuff that I have time to squeeze in between, like, the gym and, like, Muay Thai training and shit. That's true. Michael J. White's been on five-a-days for the last 20 years. He has no time for your movies. Before we get too excited, let's go over the movie that Shitty Cinema watched. It's the year 2045, and Michael J. White is a hard-boiled cop who just lost his best friend on <sighs> duty. Boy. Things go from bad to worse when he finds out he's been assigned a new partner, Andy, an advanced android cop. That's the name of the movie. What? Yeah, but here's the thing. Michael Jai White, he isn't like robots. Oh, uh, that's robot-ist. Mm-mm. Yeah, see, he's never quite forgiven them for murdering his old partner, which, I mean, it wasn't actually a <laughs> robot. It was just a gun, but... Yeah, it was yeah. a turret. It was an automated turret. My my husband was hit by a bus, and now I hate blenders. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I won't have them in my house. I would not like a margarita. I gave those up when Stan died. Anyway, Michael and Andy get their first assignment. Find the mayor's daughter, Helen. After a tragic accident, Helen was given an android body without her knowledge, which she controls with her mind. Some type of telepresence technology or maybe, like, astral ventriloquism, I guess. Yeah, I and mean, like any good dystopia, there is a quarantine section to the city devastated by earthquakes, nuclear leaks that cause infections, mutations, and a set that looks suspiciously like a paintball park. <laughs> Keep those fugly mutants in the zone. You know what I'm saying? It's a paintball park. It's a paintball park. Turns out Helen is friends with the Fuglies and is working against her father for the liberation of the zone. See, the zone isn't actually contaminated by nuclear leaks, but created to artificially drive up real estate prices in the rest of the city. The population in the zone is being poisoned by the food deliveries from her father, the mayor. Yeah, because the government cheese is really rat poison. Andy and Michael learn the truth about the mayor when they fail to extract Helen. Injured, Helen notices instead of blood, she's filled with hand soap or something, confirming her android suspicions because all androids are filled with fucking hand soap. But don't worry, because things get better when the cops show up. Yeah, so no fugitive ever. They always do. They <laughs> always do. Hooray, someone to shoot my dog. <laughs> Benny, I'm going to call the cops if you don't stop jumping. <laughs> I'd be a great mom. <laughs> Michael grabs Helen to flee, just as the control room of the cops back at the station decide to override the android to guarantee Helen's death. See, Dave? That's why Michael Jai White didn't trust Andy. Ah, no, but there's a twist. Control room didn't take over Andy. They took over Michael Jai White. What? Yeah. No. He's been the android no. cop all no. along. The call was no. coming from inside the house, Jai. What? Black dynamite. He's dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> He was there all made. along. Wait, is he Black Dinobot? <laughs> oh. God, I wish he was. <laughs> Turns out that flashback at the beginning was cut short. We find out he almost died with his partner that fateful day, and his body has been at the hospital. He's a telepresence android, just like Helen. Through sheer badassery and moral turpitude, he resists the manual overdrive by the nerds back at the station and dips out with Andy and Helen. The cops pull the plug on Michael's body, and the mayor does the same for Helen. With only 20 minutes to live, they realize that they were injured together, which is, I guess, romantic? Question is that where we were going? No. I don't think so. Andy, meanwhile, jumps on the cop's helicopter like a kid that's too big for the bounce house and takes that pony to the ground. It's like genuine. I will not be called out. Back at the mansion, the mayor is shocked when Helen turns off and then turns back on again after being unplugged. 
She puts the mayor on blast for all his treachery and debauchery, and Andy uses his technology to broadcast the conversation to try and get him all Kwame Kilpatrick. <laughs> Time out. I had a Furby that did that, like, that turned on without batteries in it. So I could get the mayor's surprise when his daughter <laughs> just reboots after being unplugged. That's scary. I like that you just compared a human being to a Furby without batteries. Aren't they kind of similar? You know, Furbies were actually banned from uh, government offices when they came out because they were worried yeah. that they were going to, like, steal secrets. Yeah. Which is just <laughs> goddamn brilliant advertising by the people who made that fucking thing. Because it didn't learn shit. It had, like, six things it said. World star. Instead, he just fucking blows his brains out. Cut to a police car where Michael Jai White's neural patterns have been imprinted into his droid. So he's dead but kind of alive in the weird your clone will outlive you sort of way i don't know because he was the android cop all along and there's an android cop inside of all of us is there and to all a merry christmas <laughs> okay all right so for real that twist fucking got me i i did not yeah see we coming. both went oh yeah yeah i I also did not see it coming. I don't think that means it's a good twist, necessarily. Well, are, are that, hold on. Listen, right. So so the movie is Android Cop. We know that there is are, are going to be robot policemen, right? Right. And, and there's the first, you know, the first one you get Andy when he's introduced. You could, you could have a little bit of suspicion and be like, oh, well, I'm a little worried that this might not be the Android Cop and there might be a second one. But then when they introduce Helen... Right. And she's got this telepresence thing going on. You're going, oh, I get it. Right. Like maybe she joins up later or he or Andy actually is the robo cop, but <laughs> the Android cop. But yeah. one of these two are really like what we're probably looking for. And then <coughs> I think the Michael J. White thing kind of comes out of nowhere and it's it's retconned brilliantly. I just want to say it's really hard to surprise me after the countless hours of anime and K-dramas I've watched. Yeah. Maybe they're all plants. I, you know, like, it's just, it's hard to fucking surprise me anymore. So I was impressed that they, I didn't see that coming. And there were little tiny breadcrumbs that they yeah. laid out. Like, uh, okay, for example, when Michael Jai White's like, oh, hey, uh, we're about to go into this battle zone. I need a camera for my helmet. And they're like, oh, yeah. And they kind of play it off as if, okay, the cops are obviously corrupt. Maybe that's like, a, oh, we're hoping he gets hurt. And You know what I mean? Like, right. they already don't like it. So I was genuinely impressed with the fact that they did surprise me. And they're, they had pretty good breadcrumb, breadcrumbs that they could point back to. That weren't oh, like so over the top obvious where it just spells it out for you. Yeah, I, that one in particular where he's like, "I oh, you see better when you got a camera on your helmet," ha ha ha. And then they flash back to that later, and they're like, "Oh, because the camera's in his head already." That right. was that was that was almost decent script writing, um, which is immediately negated by the fact that an android is a robot with a humanoid appearance, and he is a cyborg. Not an android. Yeah, you're not wrong. So, shh. I know, Dave. That's not the point. But I think Casey's right, right? Like, the way that Android Cop 
set up the twist. It wasn't like the usual suspects, right? Where, where all of the clues are really fabricated at the end. There's really no way to guess that twist. In this, there are some genuine hints. They're, they're fairly subtle, but it is set up. And, and it got me, man. And I, I'm a sucker for a good twist. I love a good twist. And I was genuinely surprised. I was like, oh, what the fuck? I mean, I'm spoiling it for the listeners, right? We, we ruined it for you guys. But I, I still encourage you to watch it and appreciate it for what it is. I mean, really, the, the biggest hint was the whole, like, oh, he hates the robots. And, like, mm, okay, I've seen iRobot. Like, we know where this is going to go now. Okay, but they all kind of beat around the bush on it because Michael Jai White can't know that he's an android or it will break his fragile psyche. And yeah, that's a weird thing. Stuff and things will happen. What will happen? What's the consequence? Well, they're worried that, that they'll freak out, but the two characters that are in that situation, both Michael J. White and Helen, both realize it and they don't freak out. So um, you just either go on a bender. Give them like three days to go on a bender and then they'll come back once they feel right. like shit and get it out of their system and they'll be fine. Can you like, go damn, bender Gina. as an android? Can you do that? Is that an option? I'll figure out I mean, some way to get fucked up. Right, like, presumably. Where there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> Michael Jai White's been living some amount of time in this cyborg body or android right. body, whatever. So presumably he's been putting foodstuffs and liquids in his face hole. Has, so, so he's been putting, does he poop then too? Yeah. Is it like those like wee-wee dolls? Right. He was just like, man, I just thought I was working out so well that I was creating zero waste. Right? It's just 100% <laughs> efficiency, baby. I'm working at 100% consume. efficiency. My body absorbs it all. It's so great. I just eat stew and work out 18 hours a day. Right. All right. So, like, does that mean, did they include coding that will, like, make him think he's drunk if he drinks? Or is there somebody whose job is to, like, sit at the hospital and pour some tequila in his real mouth every time the android does it to keep him in parody. I hope it's oh. that. I and hope if so, have- how do I apply for this job? I thought it was just another manual override thing where they're just like, okay, well, we'll let him think he's controlling his limbs and I'll control him, and that's like being drunk. Uh, that would be like being drunk. Or, you know, Actually, like how they talk through him, too, where he's just, like, standing there and he just, like, yells at a mail carrier, like, hey, nice rack. And he's like, oh, fuck, I'm drunk. No, I now that I'm thinking about it, they can just turn him off. Right. And then move him somewhere else and, like, sprinkle some yeah. whiskey on him. And like, yeah, you just, <laughs> you just blacked out, buddy. Fuck, am I an android? So I don't know a whole lot about being a woman, right? So I, I can't really speak to Helen's experience. But here's what I can tell you about Michael Jai White is that he wouldn't go a day without finding out whether or not his junk works, right? Because that's just a thing we do as men. Mm. So so does the Android junk work? Like, obviously it's gotta be in somewhat functional because I would know if things change down there. I have a pretty intimate relationship with what's going on and how things are situated. So do they like 3d print you because like I don't know. does that mean they have someone like artisan handcrafting a replica oh, of your dick and I balls so. yeah okay no fuck that his, if he's I'm italian a, if, his name's like alfonso or you know listen, stefanos if my consciousness has to go into an another physical body 
That's like a replica yeah. of mine. If you give me fucking cellulite, your mama's a hoe. Fuck you. Can you. we just like little upgrades? I won't even notice. And if I do, I'll like, promise I'll never ask questions. I'll just be grateful. No, I can solve this for you. They can give, give me my you your tits ideal 10 years body. Ago. They can give you your ideal body, right? No. And then they play a montage for you. And I am, I've always wanted a real life montage. So if there was just a montage and then I ended up as my ideal self, I wouldn't question that shit. Yeah. Would you? Okay. See, right? This is where you can really see the two trains of thought. Cause you went with like, oh yeah, they'll just play a montage of you working out a lot and give you your ideal body. Meanwhile, I was thinking, wait, so could they just like put him in a body that's just like two inches shorter? He wakes up in tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And then wait a couple days and then put him in one that's like five inches taller. And yeah. Just keep, you know, like just, you just, you go to get dressed one day and your feet are too big for your shoes all of a sudden. So this is like a psychological torture. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. High yeah, tech just is, fucking with people. This is high tech Guantanamo Bay, Dave. Thanks. Dave's turned this technology into high tech Guantanamo Bay. Every week your dick gets an eighth of an inch shorter. Okay, but what if the telepresence could be used for good, right? Like, what if you could rent out bodies? It could be a way of taking vacations, you know, really inefficient or really efficiently, inexpensively. Like, I could just go somewhere locally and do a telepresence and spend the day on the beach in fucking Thailand. And then, like, they could hold your your um, telepresence hostage in that body and torture you if they want to until they get some kind of money. Fuck, no, I'm not going on vacation. And secondly, how do you treat a rental car when you get right. one on vacation? <laughs> yeah. People are, people are going to immediately do car? weird sex stuff in those weird bars. Weird sex stuff. Sure. Horrible. I think that was actually a plot line in Altered Carbon. <laughs> yeah, nope, not going to rent a body. Absolutely not. What did I say? How do you save money on a vacation? Seven grams of mushrooms. You don't have to go on vacation. You're on vacation. <laughs> My you vacation are... is six hits of acid in the travel channel. <laughs> no, the the commercials can be unpredictable and scary. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know if the telepresence works if the body isn't like your body. Everyone mm. we're shown is in a, a a robot body that's identical to their own body. So I don't so know that you'll sure. necessarily have to do the the rental it's... thing. So Andy was telepresenced into that body, yes? No, no, Andy no. Is, a, is a pure AI. Oh, okay. That makes the movie very different <laughs> for me. Yeah. Because I thought he was telepresenced really? into that body, and I was like, so that's his real-life personality. That's his personality <laughs> of, like, that was just a dude who worked at a bank, and now he's a fucking cop. Andy is a, a pure AI, and for most of the film, Michael J. White is a human who is telepresenced into a android, into an actual android. And then, at the end of the movie, Michael J. White is an android because his, his human body has dis been deceased, but his neural patterns have been imprinted on the robot, and it's it's basically a clone of him yeah Andy was supposed to be doing the robocop thing where he speaks in a very like monotone way but the actor yeah. half-assed it so hard he just comes across like a bank manager who's dead inside 
Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I got I got way less RoboCop in more twenty years in retail. <laughs> okay, here's a question that's gonna warp your mind: Is your resurrected telepresence you? Right. So is Michael J. White at the end of the movie, uh, the the one that's where his neural patterns are, are imprinted into this robot? Is that Michael J. White? Is that the same person as the meatbag that died? I'm going to say yes, because you are a sum of all your experiences, and they've had the same experiences up to the point of Michael J. White dying. Hmm. Uh, say, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to say no, because he, at this point, knows that he is definitively not the meatbag Michael J. White and that he's a copy of it, and he can't unknow that now. So, like, he knows that he's not that. <laughs> <laughs> He is something different. Yeah. I've unlearned things through like blacking out. He could just go get super drunk and forget. But we don't even know if he can get drunk in that body. He I know. can get something where there's a will, there's a way. If you want to black out, you're going to black out. And like at the end of the movie, we see that he is now also getting the like brainwave radio signals and he knows yeah. what calls are coming in before they actually come in, which. I didn't even think about it because that was a recurring joke throughout the movie where Andy would like beep that like, oh, we have a call coming in and Michael Chai White would get all angry. He's, oh, wait for the radio to go off. And then at the end of the movie, he's like, I know I got that, too. And then the radio chirps. It's just the two androids in there. Why are you still using the actual radio? They both know they're robots now. Just yeah. use the brainwaves. Yeah, I don't know. Because I feel like Michael J. White's not your secretary. He's still going to be like, yeah, just because I'm an android doesn't mean you're going to treat me like your fax machine, bitch. I'm not telling <laughs> you. That. It's Michael J. White, a.k.a. Black Dynamite. I mean, I know the real reason is because they have to show us the call coming in for the people at home. But I think it would have been a lot funnier if the movie had ended with... Andy going, we've got a call coming in. And Michael J. White says, I know. And then they both just stare blankly ahead for like 45 <laughs> seconds and credits roll. I agree. That would have been way, I would have died. I would have say If Andy answered the call and you only hear Andy's side of the conversation, he like keeps it on headset. And Michael J. White's like, hey, hey, tell him that I said hi. Tell him that I said. <laughs> hey, tell him I said that. Andy, Andy, tell him that I said hi. You didn't tell him I said hi. What the fuck, dude? Speaking of Michael J. White, how is his performance in this movie? It was better once I started headcanoning it as a Black Dynamite sequel. Yes. I'll agree with that. I mean, it's not as good as I like. I like Michael J. White in Spawn. Uh, Black Dynamite is one of his best performances, in my opinion. Fucking great. Um, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed him in this. I think that he was having some fun with the role. Uh, you know, he, he, too many uh, reaction shots. Yeah, There's too way many too many reaction shots to information. Sure. And like, I'm I mean, going to be honest. If you're casting Michael Jai White, I am here to watch him kicking, uh, to watch him Punching. brutalize people. That's what I want I out of Michael sure. Jai White. And he really only does that once in this movie. Right. And that's not enough. Which is, it's a pretty good fight. I'll give him that. Uh, it's shot like absolute shit. But 
it's uh, it's a decent fight between uh, Michael J. White and uh, Morgan Benoit was the guy he fights in that scene. Yeah, who's fantastic. He stunt doubled for Keanu Reeves in Forty Seven Ronin, and anyone oh, who stunt really? doubles, I didn't know that. Yes, and anyone who stunt doubles for Keanu is a precious resource that needs to be just protected and kept safe because that's how we get more John Wicks. So, so that, like, that that fight is a mano a mano fight. It's great. I one of the one of the nice things about it is they have some nice wide shots for the action. And so we actually get to see Michael Jai White do some moves and have some good martial combat. Can I say something? Yes, please. I don't really remember the fight because as Dave mentioned earlier, I have watched this movie twice in a week and I remember almost nothing about it. <laughs> oh yeah. And I don't know why. Because I enjoyed it. I had warm feelings while watching it. But what is happening? What is happening? This is like a a cinematic roofie. I'm so it, confused. Okay, so it's fairly generic if you've seen a bad movie or two and we've watched it's Check's not, catalog. Right, it it it's not an awful movie though. No. No, no. no, no. no I okay, so that is kind of intentional. So this is from a film studio called The Asylum. The Asylum was originally, uh, they, they originally made, like, mostly ultra-low-budget uh, horror movies. Uh, and then they kind of struggled to really break out in that market because there's a lot of people making low-budget horror movies. It's, like, the only genre that still gets by on low-budget. Uh, and then in 2005, they made a War of the Worlds movie um, in the same year that Steven Spielberg's War of the Worlds movie came out. And Blockbuster accidentally ordered 100,000 copies of their version. Yay! Oh my god, yeah. that's so good. So seriously, the yes. So the asylum instantly switched to just making movies that will trick your grandma into buying them at oh, the store. I love that. It does have also one really fun gun action scene. At one point, they're breaching in the zone. And there's an old woman in a rocking chair staring at them. And as they get into this room, it turns out she has a fake arm and behind her she has a pistol. She pulls it, shoots fucking one of the cops, and there's a full-out firefight that breaks out. And, and that, an was, that was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael J. White throws a grenade. I mean, it was done better in Once Upon a Time in Mexico, but yeah, sure. it's still a fun scene. What did you guys think of the the jumper scene where Michael Jai White and Andy get called to to handle a, a suicide jumper on the top of a building? Uh, okay, so Michael Jai White's plan is just to convince the guy to, instead of jumping, let the police euthanize him and take his <laughs> organs for other people, which is legal. Andy's plan is... To impersonate the jumper to his girlfriend and the girlfriend uh. to the jumper to get them to reconcile under false pretenses so he won't kill himself. It's like the villains of the movie are lying about all of this shit, but our heroes are also lying about a lot of this shit. So just... That's why I'm saying Android Cop Andy is kind of naughty and human-esque. Like, the only thing that stops a bad guy with fake news is a good guy with fake news? It's like that porn bot that I sent you. 
<laughs> if he's AI and he's learning from a bunch of crooked cops, he's going to be a crooked cop who thinks he's always on the right side of the law. So he's kind of human. Okay, but like, is does Andy have legal rights to just go through everybody's bank and IRS and records at the drop of a goddamn hat? Yes, you know why? Because you don't read before you click the accept button because you just want to download the app, Dave. <laughs> you open the door for this. You don't fucking read the terms and conditions. We've signed our rights away. This is post 9-11, baby. Yeah, they're in the they house. Signal, Calls right? coming from within the house. I That plot line did not make any sense to me because... They give us a, a good rationale for this. The the yeah. mayor specifically wants Michael Jai White, Andy, and his daughter bot to get murdered by the gangs so that he can use it as a pretext to go into the zone, wipe out the gangs, take the land, and expand his real estate empire. Yep. But then that Just doesn't like happen. Brick mansions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, same plot. But then that doesn't happen. Michael Jai White and Andy and the Robo Daughter don't get killed. And they just go in anyways. So, yeah. like, you didn't need the pretext then. Why didn't you no. just do that? Well, and here's a second. Let me follow up that question with a question. Why don't they put, instead of Paul Walker, Michael Jai White in Brick Mansions 2? Because I want to see Michael Jai White, the android with the little French flippy dude and just have you like, why do you keep flipping around like that? And oh, yeah. Just like, absolutely. I think they would be great partners. I said, don't do flips while I'm practicing my Kung Fu. <laughs> <laughs> like David Bell does his little, I'm going to flip through this tiny four inch tall window above a door. And then Michael Jai White just goes through the door. <laughs> All right. We've weighed the good with the bad. I need to know, 2014's Android Cop, Dave, would you watch it again? Oh, God. Okay. I'm going to say yes, but not intentionally. Ooh. Oh. By which I mean, I just watched this yesterday, and I barely remember any of it already. So I feel like eventually I'm going to be bored in scrolling through Amazon Prime looking for something to have on and this is going to come up and I'm going to press play and it's going to be 50 minutes in before I realize I've seen it before <laughs> so it's not a good yes but I think it is a yes Jay how about you you've apparently watched this twice already yeah so Android Cop from 2014 would you watch it a third time Oh, I'm glad that you asked that because I found that on my second watch through, I actually enjoyed it more, knowing a little bit more about the movie. And I think Michael Jai White is a lot of fun, and this movie is absolutely terrible. One of the things I like about it is how much I forget the moment the movie stops fucking playing. <laughs> like you notice, right? So every time it's kind of fresh, and I get that 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 feeling of some newness. So yeah, I'm going to watch it again because it's kind of like watching it for the first time every time I watch it. <laughs> Casey, you brought this. 2014's Android Cop, would you watch it again? 
so this was an interesting movie because I have also watched this 1.75 times and can't remember much about it. <laughs> this feels like every time like I go to like one of those bottomless mimosa things where I'm like, I know my limit. It's fine. I'm older now. And I absolutely don't. So, <laughs> yes, I will watch this again because oh, I don't know my what? limit. Even, I mean, again, I kind of complain about there's an overabundance of reaction shots of Michael Jai White. But here's the thing. I don't bore of staring at his beautiful face. So <laughs> that's not the worst thing in the world. Uh, I love Michael Jai White. I think the guy that played the android did a good job. He committed to his character and I, unpopular opinion maybe, but I, I low-key loved him. So yes, I would watch Android Cop again. That takes us to the verdict. Three out of 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 three would watch this again. Android Cop. It is fucking free on YouTube. You have no excuse not to watch it. Just type in Android Cop free and it's right there. Don't worry. Jay, can you keep up? What are you going to bring next week? You remember that really uh, famous movie that came out, Suicide Squad? Sinister Squad! We'll just have to wait to next week to see. In the meantime, follow us on social media, sh.ttycinema on Facebook, kz.cinema on Instagram, Twitter, bad movies, bad people, and that's PPL. Or just go to shittycinema.com. If you didn't catch all that, check the motherfucking show notes. And in the meantime, let's turn out the lights. Turn on the manual overdrive. And yell penis through our robot to make it awkward for him at the grocery <laughs> store. <laughs> uh -huh.